Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Iowa State sophomore guard Tyrese Halliburton helped lead Team USA to the Under-19 championship in the FIBA Under-19 games. Halliburton had six points, eight assists, and four rebounds in the 93-79 win over Mali. Iowa State has announced their 2019-2020 non-conference schedule. The Cyclones open November 5th against Mississippi Valley State, along with matchups at Oregon State and home for Seton Hall in Iowa, plus the battle for Atlantis with a field that includes Gonzaga, Michigan, and North Carolina. To the Women's World Cup Championship tilt, USA and the Netherlands, and another title for Team USA. Helped on by Mewis to LaFell, the game's opening up. Rose LaFell, lovely run, great goal! Brilliant goal! Rose LaFell might have won the World Cup! for the United States with a fantastic goal. 2-0 the final on the call from FIFA TV. Last day before the All-Star break in MLB, the Cubs and the White Sox from the south side. And Eloy Jimenez goes deep again for the Pale Host. 3-2 on Eloy. In the air center field. Almora back at the warning track. It is gone again. Another center field rocket. The call from Jason Benetti on WGN Sports. Tonight it's the home run derby from Cleveland before tomorrow night's all-star game and baseball play-by-play tonight on KXNO. 7 o'clock is Southeast Polk. Host West Des Moines Valley in SCIML Tilt. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day long on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Glad you're with us as we start another week. I uh, hear of Sports Talk Radio uh, with you. Coming up on the program today, well, in the first half hour of the program or thereabouts, we'll recap the weekend, take a look back at, you know, what's happened since we've been gone and everybody's been gone t- uh, since Wednesday. Well, the morning rush started things off this morning, but we'll take it from here uh, before passing the baton to Murph and Andy later on and eventually to the Fanatics and then high school baseball, as you heard, Trent, tonight. But we'll recap uh, what's uh, taking place, localize it as best as we can uh, in the first half hour of the program. Andrew Logue, formerly the Des Moines Register and Love is Baseball Mind. Trent and I will pick it at uh, about 10.30 or thereabouts and then playing the hits in the 11 o'clock hour. It's Iowa State and it's Iowa. It's Scott Dockerman at 11.35. Prior to that, Dylan Montz will join the program. Of course, Dylan from the Ames Tribune at 11.15. Dylan and the rest of the Big 12 media will be sequestered in Dallas. They'll be listening to coaches speak as we speak. One week from today, Trent Condon, let's get through this week. Yes. And it's uh, all downhill from here. We made it. We did. I knew we would. Yeah, I mean, there's always stuff. Um, you know, the NBA was terrific. You know, yeah. I, I found myself this weekend thinking a lot about that. Of course, I, I felt bad for my country, but I understand Kawhi's decision mm-hmm. um, that uh, he's going to be a Clipper. And the uh, maybe the trickle down from that was just how many people that put their you-know-what's on the line. Only sure. to get, I mean, Chris Broussard, I don't know how he shows his face wherever he works. I'm not even sure who's employing him now. Um, likewise, uh, Jalen Rose, he was 98, uh, 98% 
sure that he's signing with the Raptors. I get it. Uh, you you have to put something out there, and you obviously you think you've got the info right, and you go with it. And um, well, in this case, they were all wrong because they all had the Clippers eliminated. Paul George goes over. That was fascinating. The, the NBA was, you know, I found myself honestly <clears throat> wishing that. I could spend more time getting into the NBA during the regular season, mm-hmm. on one hand. But then I think, you know, NBA basketball regular season is a far cry from what it is once they get to the post. Very true. You know, people will say the same thing about playoff hockey. Sure. Now you're different that way. Yep. That's, that's kind of ingrained into who you are. Mm-hmm. But That's true. I feel the same kind of thing. I would like to. I'd like to get in. But we talk about this a lot. With college basketball, it's only so much time. With the way football is, you can only dedicate so many hours, and and you dedicate as much as anybody mm-hmm. into watching games. Now you're trying to pry in. Yeah, what is it? Is it the national team? Are you finding a team in the NBA? You're going to go after? Yeah, I don't know. All encompassing and taking a wide look at it. It's going to be fun this this season coming up. Though is as intriguing as I can remember. It's just because of what Golden State has been the last half decade. It feels so much different going into this year. It, it clearly feels like it's over for them, but it was a fascinating playoff season, and and then the free agent season was just, uh, it was bonkers. It was over the top. Speaking and we had of, Nick Nurse. And we had Nick Nurse. Excellent We had point. the local angle, yes. and those yes. are always important. No question about it. No question about it. And he'll have an opportunity, Messiah Ujiri, he'll have an opportunity to rebuild that program, and Nick hopefully will uh, see it through, and uh, we will see what happens to the Carroll native as uh, his team gets set to defend. Uh, speaking of defending and set to defend, the U.S. women were in uh, Lyon, France, trying to defend their World Cup. Trent, I got to be honest with you, I never, ha- I've never had a soccer team. Mm-hmm. This might be my favorite soccer team of all time, and yeah. I got into this soccer in such like I love the game to begin with. I do. I've always liked it, and I think it's part of the Canadian in me. Um, Hockey not, on grass. Yeah, kind of, right? It kind of is. Very similar. But this women's team just absolutely captured me. And, you know, the characters on the team and Rapino and Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, 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 19, um, oh, God, I can't think of her name, um, 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 Crystal Dunn. She was just amazing. And uh, the 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 goal score yesterday, Levine was out of her mind yeah. with that uh, with that play that she made to make it two nothing. I'm glad that they that she did score in that fashion because I would have hated the game to be decided. They went to replay. You know there was a foul in the box. Uh, Alex Morgan was, I guess, fouled. I thought mm, yeah. ticky tack. Kind of. I mean, yeah. how can they say that the that the Netherlands defender was not making a play on the ball? What was she doing? Of course, she, now she didn't make contact with the ball. And look, I don't claim to know the rule book inside now. Sure. When it comes to this sport, I'm not there yet. I'm into it, but I'm not there yet as uh, you know someone you can turn to if you need a soccer question answered. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, you know what? That's you'd hate to see for it be decided this way. She clearly had her foot up in the air because she was trying to knock the ball down. Can't use your hands. I know that. Um, and then she reward, was awarded with a penalty kick. Rapino gets to take it and put it in the back of the net. It's one nothing. I'm glad Rose Lavelle uh, scored to make it 2 nothing And Because it would have been a little bit tainted in my mind. A little hollow. Yeah, a little hollow. Here's yeah. what is completely ridiculous. And every single one, per, every single person that's standing up for this, and even if you're not aware of this, you should become aware of this and stand up for this. How in the world... The soccer powers that be allowed the men to infringe on the women's day yesterday is just beyond me. This should be 
a standalone event, when you're playing for the biggest prize in your mm-hmm. sport, which clearly the World Cup of Women's Soccer is yesterday, how they allow not one, but two men's games to share the spotlight in some respects? Come on. Yeah, yeah. And this is something that is put together by this organization. This isn't a separate entity that kind of is deciding, oh, hey, these, these are when we play our matches and deal with it. It's all under the same umbrella. It is. And, and as many have pointed out, there is no way in hell, no way in hell, if this was the men's final yesterday, that there would have been a couple of women's games coming up following the conclusion of this one. No way in hell. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. The women are suing for equal pay. I get it. On one hand, I get it. I'm not sure the economics, so I really don't have an opinion. But man, oh man, that was spectacular theater for this last couple of weeks. And I found myself openly rooting for the U.S. of A. uh, to to win this thing. There's just so many stories on this team, so many women. um, Just the whole part and parcel of it. It was a great couple of weeks. And last night was great, too. I... Watched pretty much start to finish the Gold Cup final with Mexico and the U.S. I, last night. I purposely wouldn't turn it off for that very that, reason. Yeah. Yes. It was as physical as I've ever seen. Now, much like you, I am not deep into the soccer world, but going from what I've seen the last month of, of soccer and watching the Women's World Cup to that last night, the physicality that was played with, just some of the ugliness that was coming out. It was a completely different level. I enjoyed it. Now, of course, didn't enjoy the result. It, as it turned out, and these two, these, these two countries, they get after right. Mexico oh, and USA. Yes. This is a pretty good. Th- this look. is a blood rivalry. Yeah, the games have been played tonight. Play it tomorrow. Yes, play it Thursday. I don't care when you play it. Well, it would have been it better because we need some content. Well, yeah, the home run derby tonight, and and look, now I'm forced to watch because, and Blue Jays are my team. Yes. I maybe watch five games this year. They're awful, <laughs> but I'll watch tonight because the <laughs> the hope. Mm-hmm. is participating in the Home Run Derby. Now, what I mean by the hope, he is the hope of that franchise uh, to maybe be one of the cornerstones to lead them back. But I'll watch it for that reason. But, yeah, why not play it tonight? Yes. What was what was the necessity to get this thing over with last? You can't share the spotlight. That's a terrible job out of, who is it, is it CONCACAF, well, FIFA? Yeah. FIFA altogether, yes. It's all under the big umbrella. The local one here, the this side of the world is yes, Concaf, and uh, with Mexico and U.S. It was a great match. It uh, was, but I saw people took away. watching it on Twitter. It absolutely did. Good so what did you women. watch last night? There was no sports, no Sunday night baseball. Um, I worked actually. You worked. Yeah, I had Good. some projects I had to get done, so yeah. I worked on those. And uh, boy, I'm into this uh, loudest voice show on Showtime, Roger Ailes. Loudest voice. Oh my God, it's great. Yeah. It's really, really good. I don't have Showtime. There's a couple of Showtime things you've mentioned to me mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Might have to do that. Might have to. Add you that. should because what was the what was the one? Uh, <laughs> excuse me, that South Point was played. Such oh a big, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the name of that show? For it was a four parter on sports wagering in Las Vegas. I can't think of the name of it. Just aired too. That's what sixty does to you. <laughs> and sixty one's going to be worse. And I'm guessing sixty two, <laughs> likewise, and onward and onward and onward. Action, action. That's what it was. Fantastic show. Thank you for uh, uh, jogging my memory a little bit there. All right. So uh, hats off to the U.S. women. I I hope that um, you know once that this thing uh, comes out comes uh, to fruition that they are compensated. Look, you, you, when you see how much money the men are getting, and when you see how much money the women are getting, come on. Uh, I don't think the um, amount of money... And maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe I'm dead wrong. The amount of money generated... 
Is there more money generated in our country? And I'll just use the United States for an example. And that's what this example is. Absolutely. More women play soccer than men, right? I believe so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I don't know for a fact, but because um, I didn't have soccer players, you know, I didn't have kids. Yeah. Right? Um, Cindy's boys, they didn't. My son was here with me till 12, and then he went off to Idaho. Um so I, I don't know the whole soccer dynamic, if you will, growing up, but it seems to me that more women play soccer in this country than men. And this for, is about revenue generated, though. This this isn't equal pay just to be equal. This is a conversation that goes much deeper than that. This is about what they bring in, both television revenue, attendance, uh-huh. people going to these matches, and what they're able to do. And the discrepancy, it's incredible. It is. It's what, five, when you look six at it, to one. Yes. It's, it, it could be completely different in Germany. It could be completely different in Japan. UK. It, whatever it right. may be. In, in the UK, for sure. The UK, yes. the men's game drives drives the sport. Mm-hmm. In a lot, most countries, it does. Absolutely. I don't think it does here. I don't know. No. Now, we will have the men back in the World Cup in three years. Uh, did they make it? See, I have, I have no idea. Are they in? For all intents and purposes, it, it took... A confluence of events that seemingly could never happen for them to miss the last time. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Our body, CONCAF, that we talked about earlier, there's now, I think, two extra bids that are also there. I mean, it would be anything short of a miracle for them not to make the World Cup the next time around. And with it, it will be more important. It will be bigger, no doubt. And where is it next time? Is the next Men's it's World Cup coming here eventually? North yeah. North America with Canada, Mexico, and U.S. all hosting together. Is that or, the next one? I thought that was the last one. No, that was no, the that, that was, was the, the women. women. Yes, yeah. that, that um, was twenty fifteen. Maybe Trent. Maybe I think so. Twenty twenty two could be is when we're going to have that, and that's going to generate obviously more excitement. Uh-huh. But when you look at the way that the women have genera- generated money, you look at attendance, you look at sales, you look at tickets, you look at TV numbers. They're all right there with the men. The discrepancy, if there's any discrepancy, certainly should not be as large as it currently is. No, it was it was really good theater. And, and the thing about a soccer game, too, like I, I don't understand how they add the um, the extra time. I, I don't get that. I mean, yeah. I know why they're doing it, but I don't know if there's a hard, fast rule. Mm-hmm. It seems like, nah, let's make it six. Right. Or, we're good with two. I don't know. Um, but you know, the clock doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to play 45, and then they might add a couple of minutes, and then they're going to take their 15, they're going to come back, they're going to play 45, and maybe another five minutes. They're not going to, there's no um, fouling at the end of the game to extend a game sure. type of thing. So you know how what it's like to watch a basketball game, a final two minutes. Stop Although, clocks out of incompletion. I mean, sure. You try to cross a pass to the middle, and Absolutely. It, nobody hits it. Oh, yeah. Clocks out. Now, the NBA has done a nice job eliminating some of that histrionics sure. at the end of those games because they realize they've got a big problem here. But uh, the fact that, you know, I can carve out a couple hours of my day here, and this game's going to start and it's going to end, and I'm going to see the whole darn thing, with the exception maybe if it goes to uh, extra time. But it didn't, and good for the Americans, and uh, really, uh, really a good watch. All right, then Cubs cards from the weekend. I guess we should go there next. <laughs> it was a two-game series. It was really weird. It was we talked about last week, I mean, when can you ever remember Major League Baseball teams getting a Friday night off in July? <laughs> It just was weird. Yes, yeah. And they weren't the only two teams that had the night off. There were others. Cleveland, right. I don't think, played uh, on Friday night. So it was just different. Two games set going into the All-Star break, and a Cubs team that is teetering right now, it just, you look at the numbers, they've been bad for mm. two months. Since May. Since the middle of May, for sure. June was their first sub-500 month in 
couple of seasons. It's not as simple as you can say, well, this is the problem. There's a lot of little problems mm-hmm. that, that have gone on with this team. For a while, it's the rotation, and then it's the bullpen, and then you go back and it's the offense and not being able to generate things and whatever it's it may defense, be. Defense, a lot of defense. Base running for a while. Yes. It's, it's been ineptitude up and down. This Cubs team, good news is... Nobody's run away. Well, they're, they're playing the right division. Yes. I mean, Trent, if they're anywhere else, look how far back that they are. They're they're in third in, mo- in, in most divisions right now with the record that they'll take into the second half of the, the season. The Nationals now have a better record than them. And, and where are they? The Nationals are in second place. Yes. forty. Mm-hmm. They're a half game better than the Cubs right now. This is a Nationals team for the better part of three months was awful. Yeah. Now they had injuries was a big part of that. But now they have a better record. You're right. It's They'd the right be 11 division. games back of the Dodgers. They'd be third placed in the National League East. They would be fourth place in the American League West. They would be third placed in the American League Central. And they would be just ahead of the Blue Jays. Well, significantly ahead of the Blue Jays. But behind the Yankees, Rays, and Red Sox if they were in the American League East. They're in the right division. Gives them a shot. Gives them a lot a of chance. mediocrity in that division. And they are a team that you would feel... Still, if it comes together for them, talent-wise, I still Love like their this, lineup. Yeah, and I still like a lot of those pitchers, and mm-hmm. I still like overall the construction of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked a lot last week. Is is it time to blow something, do something, big, yes. go out there? And Theo said as much, too. He did. He also said that we're together. There wasn't any throwing yeah, Madden under yeah, the bus. that's true. He did say that. It wasn't, you know, the, the writing on the wall that you can sometimes feel. He's a lame duck manager. Does that have something to do with it, too? Do you think that plays into the mind at all of players? This guy, all right, we, we've heard the message before, mm-hmm. and you know what? After this year, we don't have to listen to it what anymore. What do the statistics say that a, that a good baseball manager equates to how many wins over 162? It's not very many. No. It's like less than a handful. It might be. And I saw that. And I don't know how they came up with it. And mm-hmm. I've seen, is it two or three or something like that, that they can make a... They're the difference between winning and losing. I mean, Joe Madden can't throw strikes. Right. Joe Madden can't throw from... I mean, Addison Russell on on Saturday, playing second base, routine ground ball to second. Couldn't find Rizzo. Missed him by 10 feet. Missed him by 10 feet! Now, to his credit, he made a spectacular play a couple innings later. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just little things like that that just make you scratch your head. I don't know. There's... You can't do anything yesterday against Ivan Nova. No, and they had That's chances. Dumb. They hit into more double plays at the wrong time yesterday. By the way, yesterday, so I, as I told you, I, was, I, was, I really buckled down in the afternoon mm-hmm. after the soccer. So I started upstairs where I could watch. How about this, too? Direct TV, now fighting with KCWI and uh-huh. Channel 5. Yep. So what game was it? Was it yesterday? Yeah. Might have been. I was in the car. No, it was. It wasn't yesterday. It was. I don't know what day it was. So, um, channel five and twenty three. Though they're off. Yeah, you're out. So yeah. if you if the Cubs are on channel twenty three, you can go downstairs. I guess or you can go to wherever your TV with the rabbit ears, and you can pick it up that way. Maybe. Um, but just the fact that they're fighting with those two. But where I wanted to, stay, I started upstairs with so I could watch Direct TV. And I was listening to Casper, and Deshaies was off yesterday. It was Ryan Dempster. So I listened about the first half of the game, then I was just putting it off and putting it off, and I knew I had to get this done, and I knew on Wednesday I had to get it done. And <laughs> It's Sunday afternoon, and typical me, I'm going to procrastinate, and finally it's time to get down there and do it. You have that too, huh? Yeah, I, 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 have, I have it bad. But what I did was, in my office, that's where my TV is 
with the rabbit ears. Oh, perfect. So when you know Directv's out due to a storm or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my point being is, I listened to Benetti. Oh yeah, and Stone on the coverage on seventeen point three. So I had Cubs announcers to begin with, and White Sox announcers. This White Sox team. This kid makes a significant difference. They're coming, and he is a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, how old is Jason Benetti? Is he? He can't be thirty, is he? I would. That's right where I I was. Maybe thirty. Yes, but relatively new, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I haven't. He filled in for. I guess they were grooming him to take the Hawks' place. He's thirty-five. Is he really? He's thirty-five. So where was he? And I I know he's 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 done college football. Mm -hmm. uh, He's done college basketball, and he's good at that. But where was he before he became? He burst in onto the scene. And, and look at, uh, sadly, probably he had to overcome some things. He had to convince some people that, you know, I deserve a chance, uh, because he's got a hand, uh, you know, hand, what's the right word? A, a disability. Yes. He, uh, began at 670 the score as an intern. In okay. 2011, he joined ESPN. Doing what? ESPN three games, then moved on to ESPN two and ESPN U. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess probably some Mac games and things of the like. And He's done college football, yeah. His first college football game was 2013 in the American okay. or their network and just grew from there. Beginning in 2016, though, is uh, when he went to the White Sox mm-hmm. and started working and uh, doing some of the play-by-play for Hawk when Hawk was starting to pull back a little right. bit. Right, he wouldn't go on the road and make some of those mm-hmm. trips. And so it's not like that, you know, that, that, that Harrelson retired and they just threw him in. Because, look, you never want to be – I wasn't a big fan. But the fan base was a huge fan. He's their guy. He's the, Harrelson was their guy, and you don't want to replace that. And by the way, this is a good one for for Emery Songer and Sean Roberts, two <laughs> hardcore White Sox fans. What uniform forms do you think they prefer? Because these throwback unis that the White Sox have worn, not the shorts. I mean, <laughs> right, yes. right. But the the red, white, and the navy blue. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's different varieties. I love those unis. I always have loved them. It reminds me of, you know, when baseball ruled my world, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm-hmm. I don't like the, necessarily the black socks that I they wear don't tonight. Either. I don't get that. You know, no. the Chicago white socks. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, I mean, the black socks is a bad. <coughs> no, I. Excuse me. It's, uh, I think it's maybe of our, our era too. Maybe, but they're spectacular, Trent. I remember we had, oh, it was about a month ago, we had a Cardinals guy, Brian Walton on. And it was coming off a weekend where they had wore the baby blues. The Cardinals yes, love them from the eighties. Yes, I'm the same way. But maybe it's just an era thing because maybe. young people you talk to hate them. And those mm-hmm. two guys, both Emery and Sean, are younger. Mm-hmm. They don't have those memories of those uniforms. Probably so. This is this is the uniform that they because the uniform that they wore in 2005 was the black one, right? It when they was. when they were won their championship, they weren't throwing back to any of these red, right. white, and navy blues. They they had the black pin, pinstripes, uh-huh. and that's what they have worn since what the late 80s. I, don't know. I think they flipped. I want to say they, it's been that long, maybe early 90s, but that's when it was, and well, it became a big deal because Dr. Dre wore the socks hat, and so people liked really? that in the early 90s. Oh yeah, where. Of course, they had all the Raiders gear. NWA wore the Raiders gear and a lot of White Sox gear. And that certainly uh, built a, a cult following back behind it, too, because of that and the White Sox. But I'm with you. I like the old jerseys. I do, too. I think they look great. Now, you spent uh, you were at uh, Target Field on Saturday. Saturday. So we you saw your team win. Yes, 7-4 uh, victory. By the way, uh-huh. race is on. It is. I think it is. Cleveland, and we talked about it last week. Don't look now, but these two teams come out of the break. Mm -hmm. The Indians hosting the Twins. That's a huge series. But Target Field. 
Um, it's it's really fun place to watch a baseball game. It is. We uh, did the gambit. Now had four year old Ella with me, so that, you took her to the game. Yep, she came along. So that changes things just a little bit. Yeah, third inning, just she, you and her, and, and yeah, mom was with too. Okay, so started off the game. We went up. Uh, one of my best friends. He was in my wedding. He works at Town Ball Tavern up in left field, the bar up above. So we went there. I know exactly. What you're yep. Is, is good place, good vantage point? Uh, well, you can't actually see the action. Because it's there. behind, it's, right? It is, yep. Yeah. Now you can step out and you can watch from the concourse yeah. there. But we got there about a probably half hour before the game stopped by. Now you have to buy a ticket to get into there? You don't. Your ticket is good to get in there. And here is something if you're going to Target Field. But you, can you get in there if you don't buy a ticket? No. That's no. what I thought. Yeah. You have to be in the building to get in there. But seventh inning, beer sales end. You can still go to Town oh, Ball Tavern. Huge tip. And get drinks there. So that and Herbeck, same thing with both of those places. So just a tip if you're going to Target and you want to imbibe afterwards. But kitty cocktail for the little one. Uncle Rusty hooked her up with that. Gave her uh, some meat and cheese from the, uh, from the uh, what is it, Bloody Mary Baller. Hooked her up there. So she, we did she that. was good for a couple innings? Yep, she was, she was good there. Went down to our seats for a few innings. We uh, found seats on, on StubHub for cheap in the 200 level. So right in the first row, right there, looking over top, it was like thirty bucks, first row, wow, in the two hundred level. So found great seats there. Didn't use them a whole lot. Third inning, you got to get your picture with TC the Bear, so we went and did that. <laughs> There's a play area right next to it, so she was playing. So I watched pretty much all the game from the concourse for the most part. That's where it was. Plus, I had family that was also at the game. Met up, saw them. So actual pitches, like sitting in my seat watching, maybe two innings worth. The rest of it was a lot of watching from the concourse, but. That's okay, and that's a great thing about Target Field is you can do that. Uh-huh. I don't make it up as often as I would like, and because of that, if you're just going up for a game, you're, you're don't pay for if if you want to watch just a baseball game, yes, pay for the ticket. But if you want to try everything, if you haven't been to Target Field or don't make it very often, you want to go to a di- bunch of different places, get a cheap ticket and just walk around. It's such a great ballpark for that. So many different places to go, different places to eat. Hit everything up. Stop by Tom Ball Tavern. See Rusty there. Tell him Trent sent you. <laughs> will, it, will it do anything for oh. you if you say that? Or? I'm sure you'll get a hookup. Yeah, you, yeah. Rusty hooks you up. Tell him you got that North Iowa connection. You'll be in good shape. Well, we hope the Twins are in good shape. It's going to be a heck of a race. It's, five and a uh, half. Five and a half. It's the, uh, it's the best race in the American League. Mm-hmm. There's really not... Uh, thank God for the wild card. Yes. Um, the wild card is going to save baseball again. The, the Dodgers are home free. Mm-hmm. It feels like Atlanta. Eh, maybe not. The Nationals seemingly have found their yep. stride uh, a little bit. Um but I don't know out west in the American leagues. I mean, who's going to knock off Houston? Nobody's catching Houston. I don't think so either. No. And likewise with the Yankees. So it's two races, maybe, the two and the wild cards, the two centrals. Yes, the two centrals and the wild cards, and that's going to lead to a fun second half. We got a good one. Well, here. and here's the thing: because both of those two, two divisions are the two air quote needle movers in mm-hmm. our market, right? Right. Central division because of the Twins. Now, sadly, the Royals are out of it. The White Sox are. are uh, if you're a White Sox fan, you can see the end of that tunnel, and that light keeps getting brighter and brighter and brighter, but the uh, National League is going to be terrific. We'll talk Andrew Logue. We'll talk baseball with Andrew Logue coming up next. Uh, and then we uh, get into the 11 o'clock hour. Dylan Mons on Iowa State and Scott Dockerman on Iowa. Quick note from our World Cup conversation from earlier. Brett checks in. The next World Cup is in Qatar. But it's moved to December because oh, of the heat for the men's side. That's the men, right? Yes, and then that's after that, right. it'll be the the tri bid with Mexico, U.S., and Canada all together. I remember that because it was a um, 
people couldn't understand why they're getting the rights yes. to well of course you don't understand you don't, you don't see the checks that are passed back and forth under the table and, and all the perks right um yeah thank you for that appreciate that note but um Great, great theater. Apparently those White Sox uniforms we're referring to mm-hmm. are from the La Russa era. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do remember. Carlton Fisk. I do. Oh, they're great. Great Baines. Yeah. It's a good look. They had some guys. Kittle. Ron Kittle. Yeah, Ron Kittle. We'll, we'll take his time hat, out. His batting hat never fit, fit right. Is, you know, that, just, is that right? It just I don't seemed like it always that. just sitting on the top of his head. He never actually could pull that a thing big down. Big melon, did he? Yes. Uh, Andrew Logue, more baseball conversation coming up next. Miller and Condon here till noon. Ron Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Andrew Logue from the Des Moines Register momentarily. Iowa State uh, football has just released the uh, list of the four players that will accompany uh, Coach Campbell to Dallas uh, for media days that get underway a week from today. They are uh, two defense, two offense from the defensive side of the ball, and they're all seniors, by the way. Um, Marcel Spears and Jaquan Bailey will represent the defense. Deshante Jones and Kniffle, the big offensive lineman, uh, Josh Kniffle, will be there. So Kniffle and Deshante Jones, Jaquan Bailey, and Marcel Spears will be in Dallas for Big 12 Media Days. Let's talk baseball as we reach the, eh, it's kind of not the exact first half of the season, but you get the drift. Andrew Logue joins us as we uh, talk MLB. Andrew Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, biggest story so far the first half of the season for you, is it maybe the amount of home runs that we've seen so far this year? Um, give me your one or two biggest takeaways from the first half of the season for you. Well, I guess the first off, uh, not to be a downer, but I think the ratings dip and uh, the ongoing struggle with uh you know, not enough pace, not pace of play, but also not enough action happening during games. And I think we're kind of in this weird part in the game's history. You know, no one disputes launch angle and exit velocity and all those things. That's good science and we understand. But you know how you can have a long conversation with your wife and logically prove everything right? That doesn't mean you're not going to spend the night sleeping on the couch. <laughs> and baseball's kind of in that spot where no one's refuting the science, but I don't know that it's good for the game overall. And ratings are kind of showing it. Attendance is kind of showing it. That's probably, not to be a downer, but it is kind of that mid-season take-a-breath point. And that's what kind of stands out with me a little bit. Baseball's the actual baseball. That's been a topic of conversation. I know yeah. there was a piece in The Athletic talking about going very deep into did the you science get, of it. Did you get through that piece? No. no she lost way, me. Way over my head. <laughs> and I tried. <laughs> I did, too. I'm, I meant to talk, bring that up with you because I think I maybe lasted three paragraphs and everybody think, come on. Do you like the game, though? The, the, game, the way it's currently constructed, strikeout, walk, or home run. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it feels like that's what we have anymore. Yeah. Do you like the evolution yeah. of the game? I don't, because I grew up in an era where between the Royals and the Cardinals, you were stealing bases. Ricky Henderson was yes. the most exciting guy in baseball. Tim Raines uh, in the National yes. League. Tim Raines, Tim Raines, and skipping spring training one year, and then like literally coming out and batting three twenty and stealing yeah. bases all the time. And you're right, it's missing an element. And maybe the best way I can compare it is 
you got to a stretch in the NBA where everything seemed to be dunks. And mm-hmm. they had to do some things to kind of to loosen up and, and get it where to, now you got to balance. You've got the three-point shot. And, in fact, actually the traditional center in basketball is fading now. Baseball's kind of at that. It's it's home runs or nothing. And I was at the Royals game a couple uh, Wednesday night, and you, there's just it doesn't a lot happen. And you know, until Carlos Santana hits a home run, you're all just kind of sitting there. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not an aesthetically uh, fun game, and it's not particularly entertaining. So no, I don't like the the way it is. I I understand the science. I understand teams trying to win and do it in a very efficient way. But I don't think it's entertaining, and at some point, baseball's going to have to figure something out. Um, Andrew, are they doing enough to to ensure that the game gets passed from generation to generation? Because God knows they did when you and I were kids. We're relatively close in age. Mm-hmm. Trent's generation yeah. uh, as well. He's, what, what 20 years or not quite 20 years, 15 years younger than both of us. Um but, like, for instance, tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow was just, as, as a kid, I couldn't wait for the All-Star yep. game. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, but nowhere near. And, and, and maybe it's the fact that we see interleague play all the time. Yeah. But is baseball doing enough to, to ensure that uh, that the next generation is going to fall in, this, uh, in love with this game the way we did? Well, I think it's a two-pronged uh, thing because it's the way the younger people consume and watch the game and the way younger people play. I'll start with the play one. Um, it's getting a little bit more and more. Kids play baseball, but it's getting more maybe like you see in hockey where you got to have a little money, you got to be willing to travel and do stuff. You know, nobody goes out and plays in the backyard. Remember nobody plays school? catch anymore, 100% no. right. Oh, the whole neighborhood. We get off the school yep. bus, toss our books on the table, run out. The, yep. There's always a lot. And you played baseball, and the kids don't do that. Did you play work your way up? Was that a game that you guys played when you were kids? Like you'd start oh. in left field, and you'd work, or you'd right, and you'd yeah, work. Yeah, it? Yes, yes, we did. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, you did. And uh, yeah, you did because you didn't really want to be the catcher, but you were the right. next one to bat if you were the catcher. Exactly. So it and, did have uh, yeah, some was, positive. Yeah, I was the littlest guy in school, so foul balls were kind of a nightmare for me <laughs> at times. But but yes, absolutely, you did. And then you went over to first base and you yeah. started making your way around again. Yes. Yeah, but the other way is the consuming. No one's going to sit and watch baseball for three and a half, four hours. A kid isn't anyway, Mm-mm. and they need. They've done good with the MLB app and things like that because I do think people follow games on their phone and they tune in in the seventh inning and a lot of stuff like that. But they've they've got a two prong problem as far as the younger kids. They've got to get more people playing <laughs> aren't maybe suburbanites. And then viewing wise, they've got to get kids make everything accessible so that maybe on your phone. You got a no hitter in the eighth. They can hit the right thing and mm. immediately go to that game. Tonight it's the home run derby. I've always been a fan of the home run derby. I enjoy it each and every year. Chris Berman uh, for a while though made it difficult to listen to, but the spectacle of it it is fun. Names that are for unless you are a big baseball fan though. A lot of people saying who are these guys? Who are you look, looking most forward to seeing though? You got Pete Alonso who became the third rookie ever to hit thirty before the break. Vlad Guerrero yeah. Jr., Matt Chapman, Josh Bell, who had a monster performance last week against the Cubs. Boy, did he ever. Bregman, Acuna, who is just a stud for uh, the Braves, Jock Peterson, and the old guy, Carlos Santana. Who's the guy you got circled that you want to see the most uh, tomorrow uh, tonight? You kind of mentioned him, and it would be uh, uh, Vlad Jr. Yes, I indeed. Because I haven't had the chance to see him a lot. Uh, they played the Royals, uh, what was it, about a week ago, week and a half ago. Uh, he's the one just because I've heard so much. He was the number one prospect. He's now with the Blue Jays. 
that's the guy. That's the guy I want to, you know, see. Yelich is out, right? Yes. Right? Yep, yep. Yeah, he's out. He's out. So there's your answer. I think that's it. I want to see. I want to see what uh, he can do in that kind of a setting. And what's funny is you don't think of it. There's a little bit of pressure. You don't think of it because it's this exhibition. It's over. But I do think no one wants to look silly, you know. Right. So I, I kind of there's a little bit of pressure, a little bit of spotlight. Uh, the Blue Jays probably like the Royals a little bit away from a postseason run, <laughs> but this is kind of a big spotlight for the kid, and I kind of want to see that. For the young guys, five of the eight guys in here don't even make a million dollars. Well, that's the key trend. If they win it, they yeah. win a million dollars. For Alonzo, Guerrero, yeah. Chapman, Bell, Bregman, all five of those guys make less than a million dollars a year. This will cap what they make during the whole regular season. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, and it, it which the more incentives you can now, and I'll be honest. There are times I wonder about the home run. Is it like a dunk contest, and how much more can you do? They have kind of livened it up, though, uh, and tweaked the rules mm-hmm. year to year to make it more entertaining. So, And I got to see it back in 2012 in person. It is really actually pretty entertaining in person, too, more than you'd think it would be. Were you out in uh, left or right field? Uh, press box in uh, Kauffman Stadium. It was 2012, so Kansas City. And that was the one where Cano didn't put Billy Butler on the team. So they were booing Cano and just crazily. Uh, it was fun, but it was kind of a party-like atmosphere. You know what I mean? It was the crowd was honestly into it. It's kind of fun. I believe Fielder won it that year. If I'm not not mistaken, I think Fielder won it. Well, he certainly had the clout to do so. Andrew, of these four teams, because uh, it, it seems like we really only have, sadly, uh, two division races that are going to provide any drop. I mean, clearly the National League Central is wide open from top to bottom. Cleveland has found a way to get themselves back into it, and the Twins and the Indians come out of the All-Star break, and they'll see each other this weekend in Cleveland for a huge, huge series. But of the uh, of the other four, the Yankees, who have a six-and-a-half game lead, the Astros up seven-and-a-half, the Braves up six, and the Dodgers up 13-and-a-half. Are any of those four teams in jeopardy of not winning their division, or are we at a point already that we can, you know, go ahead and crown them to steal Denny Green's line? You know, the thing is that, that you want to say nationally like Tampa could make a run, but they've been kind of weird a little bit. Uh, I The Yankees had so many injuries, and yet here they are kind of pulling away, and Tampa just this whole weird thing where they found out in a couple of years they're toying with this whole idea of Montreal and keeping half the season in Tampa. That seems dysfunctional. The Red yeah. Sox are playing better, but I wonder. Heavens no, we all witnessed what happened in 1978. Mm-hmm. These things have happened. Lucky bleep and dent. Yeah, exactly. So is it over, over? No. But when you consider the Yankees are only going to get more healthy, Tampa Bay is just sort of this weird little engine that could that tries uh-huh. to outsmart everybody and often succeeds. But is that enough to catch the Yankees? You know? So I, I don't know. I think you... You may have hit the nail on the head. You may only have about two races the rest of this way. So, all right, let's go to the league that you watch the most, the division you watch the most. It's also the one I watch a lot. Should I be getting nervous? The Minnesota Twins lead now down to five and a half. What was it? It was as high as 11. It's been sliced in half. Cleveland is dominating the bad opponents. That's what you're supposed to do. Five and a half, you open up the all-star break, coming back with Cleveland and the Twins. Nervous at all? Should, Should I be hitting the panic button here? I wouldn't hit the panic button because Cleveland, I think what they won, they beat the Royals three times. I think they won six <laughs> in a row going to break. But that's them at their best. They're not going to do that all the time. The thing where if you're a Twins, what, they've hit, what, 166 only. They have a record for a half yep. point, don't they? 
the they lead the league. Yes. Or the lead baseball, yep. yeah. And he needed this break because Rosario, what's an ankle injury? Mm-hmm. Right? He's out. And then Odorussi has the blister. Yep. They needed a rest. They needed to kind of regroup. I think they're still going to hold on because I think the Indians aren't quite what they were two years ago, certainly in the bullpen. Um, so I don't think panic, and I also think they're both probably going to make the postseason in some format, so I wouldn't panic. Um, but, you know, it's a long season, and, they, you know, injuries and stuff will play a role in it. But right now, I still really like the Twins. Crone's out at first base, right? He's on the DL yeah. for uh, the IL, rather, for yeah. uh, for the time being. So, yeah, clearly uh, clearly some questions. And look, I, I, I don't. I want the Twins to win. I hope it gets tight. I do. I think it's. Uh, yeah. I think it'd be good to be able to talk about this. Well, help us out in the uh, National League. Um, Cubs have the lead right now. Cincinnati's four and a half out. I love this ball club. I do. Pirates yeah. are playing terrific right now. That was a good series against the Brewers uh, on the heels of a really good series against the Cubs. Pirates are right back yeah. into it. St. Louis yeah. is treading water. The Brewers aren't going anywhere. Uh, get tied on. This is going to be a hell of a second half in the National League Central. Yeah, yeah, all five teams are what within four and a half games of each other. The Cubs are weird. It's like uh, they're streaky because they started a little slow the first couple weeks, roared to it, and I think there's something like eighteen and twenty five since like late May. So they've kind of struggled a little bit. I, you know, I go back to uh, like the bullpen still shaky for the Cubs, and isn't Hendrick dealing with some sort of shoulder issue? And you know, the Brewers just seem steady. They're not flashy. They're not. You know, there's nothing uh, that jumps out except Yelich. Uh, except Yelich, right. Player. And yeah, Kane, and, well, you know Kane. You know what he did as yeah. a Royal. He's still doing it as a Brewer, running down he baseballs. Was, and actually, Kane's numbers have dipped a little. It's actually Moose. Mike Moustakas is kind of having a little bit of a, what do you call it, a resurgence mm-hmm. year, although he's been pretty sick. Moose is having a pretty good year, too. The Brewers just strike me as steady, and the, the Cubs are kind of up and down, and I don't know how that's going to play. I mean, do the Cubs have one more surge in them to kind of pull away? Or is that slow, steady, going to win the race of the Brewers? You're right about the Cardinals, too. They fired a manager last year, mm-hmm. Matheny, and did all this. And they are what they are. They're, like, doing the same thing. So it is definitely going to be the, the most fun race when play resumes Friday. It's going to be the most fun going in to, to watch. Uh, speaking of watch, I'm guessing you'll watch tomorrow night. Yeah, got to see when uh, Whit Merrifield gets in. And I will mm-hmm. say this, he does deserve to be an all-star. I, yeah. I lived through the years of Mark Redman get, being a Royal Oof. All-Star with an EAR, ERA above five. Whit Merrifield, I'm happy for him. He, does, he, he deserves it. Does he end the season in Kansas City, or does he get moved? Isn't it weird for me to say, I hope not? Isn't that <laughs> kind of sad? Um, but I think he probably will, because I just... You know what? I'll tell you what. The Dodgers could use some help at second base. As good as they are, I could. But you just don't give a guy like Whit Merrifield away, so it's going to take a couple prospects. I really feel that way with Solaire, who's having a wonderful yeah, year. Uh, he is. On pace, but he can't play defense. Unlike Whit Merrifield, who could do so much, you're going to, the Royals almost have to get two or three prospects for Merrifield. Solaire, you might make a even up trade because he just can't help you defensively. But a man's having a good year with a bat. No, no doubt about it. All right, last thing for you, since you you mentioned you were at Kauffman Field earlier, our, our last Wednesday. What's it like? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know what it's like when the team is good and they're playing well and they're caught mm-hmm. up in it. Is it different going to Kauffman? It's not like it was in 09 and 010. It was a crowd of 25 the night. Well, I, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it was a good And it was, 
I say it was a good kind of busy. You had to wait in line at the concessions, and you go in the Hall of Fame out in left field, and you, there's a crowd there, and, you know, it was. I had fun, except for the fact the Royals were totally inept and got beat four to nothing. Um, but it's still a good day. People tailgated before the game. So it's good. It's good. It's not what it is. I think there's four or five other teams, even some with better records, like Tampa Bay, that, that the Royals are outdrawing as crazy as things. I think the Royals are averaging about seven. Good for them. Good for them. Andrew, great talking baseball with us. Uh, appreciate you coming on. As always, we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Andrew Logue, formerly of the uh, Des Moines Register, a really good baseball mind, and always enjoy our MLB conversation. Come back and finish up the hour. Dylan Mons on Iowa State uh, at 11.15. Scott Dockerman on the Hawkeyes at 11.35. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 14.60. Profit organization. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 14.60 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you here uh, until noon. Dylan Montz, Iowa State, of course, Dylan with the Ames Tribune, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic at 1135. We know who Iowa State is going to accompany uh, or get on the airplane as they make their way to Dallas next week, if you missed it. Earlier, they have just announced uh, Jaquan Bailey uh, will be headed there, as will be uh, Marcel Spears from the defensive side of the football. They're all seniors, by the way, Deshante Jones and uh, Josh Kniffel. Did they... Look, Brock Purdy's the one that jumps off the page. He's a sophomore. Didn't get to talk to him last year during his Mm -hmm. freshman campaign. They have the freshman not available to the media. Mm-hmm. Mantra that is out there. It's a reward to the seniors in a lot. A lot of coaches use that tool mm-hmm. um, in in that fashion. Certainly, upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. Don't I see get it. Youngsters, maybe but... some juniors. Right. I don't recall a sophomore go. I, I mean, who does the who do the other nine media our schools? Air quote media. They don't have their own media, but you get what I mean. You got people that cover Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, et cetera, et cetera. Who do they want to hear from? I think Brock Purdy's the answer. But that's just the quarterback for everybody for the most part. I mean, who do you want to hear from Oklahoma State? Who do you want to hear for Baylor? Mm-hmm. Harley Brewer? Who do you want to hear from? On and on and on. The most important position in all of sports is who you want to hear from. So this is a chance to, I guess, open it up a little bit more. Don't got a problem. No, I don't have a problem with anybody. I mean, Lima was there last year, right? right. So that's yep. why he's not on the list this year. Kniffle's an interesting story. Somebody from the offensive line was going to go. Yes. You know, we talked about Good Jones maybe being that that's guy. That's who I but, thought it was going to yeah. be. But I think Dylan was the said, mm-hmm. uh, said you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Kniffle when it's all said and done. And he was right. Deshante Jones. <laughs> Still waiting for it all to yes, come together. I agree, because he teased the crap out of you as a freshman. Oh, yes, he did. Uh, you see, boy, oh, boy, they got something here. Football fast. He yes. He's not going to run a blazing 40, but mm-hmm. he just, on the field, he does have that different kind of game. Well, he's got an opportunity, because they graduated a whole lot of receptions last year. Uh, we both think, at least, maybe I think more of the tight end position than you do as far as the usage. What will that number going to be? Right. We think every year that this is going to be the year uh, that Iowa State uh, uh, makes the tight end position a focal point in the passing game. Maybe this is the year. They got the guys to do it. Don't hold your breath. It has to be the year, doesn't it? Got to show me. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Dylan Montz at 11.15. Scott Dockham at 11.35. Quick NFL hit on the other side of this. Who's your...
Dark horse. There's always one of them in the NFL. You Jacksonville identify? Jaguars? Is that where you're going to go? No, I was hoping no, you'd wait no, till no. 11. Yeah, that was mine a couple years ago. It was. Thanks for reminding me. 1460 <laughs> kicks.